what we're doing here and liking these breakout sessions? Was your last one good? Yes. Awesome. Well, we're going to make sure this is the exact, this is the best. The best. <laughs> That's what I was waiting for. <laughs> All right, because we are in for a treat. We're going to be talking about how to build stronger partnerships and leveraging the power of doing that. Isn't our business all about connecting, isn't it? We're the people business, right? We're going to learn from two of the best here today. We've got Jenny Marigy with Joiner in Richmond, Virginia, and Mary Lazine in Connecticut. 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 Right, let's give them a huge round of applause. We're going to start it off right off the bat. We're going to give Jenny the mic. Tell them a little bit about your story in, uh, around uh, really the past five years. Jenny. Past five years. Okay. I'm Jenny Marigy. I am in Richmond, Virginia. And I have a team. Can't hear. Whoop, not on. Closer? Closer? Yeah. Did I good. Oh, you can tell I don't do this a whole lot. Um, Richmond, Virginia. So five years ago, I was a single agent. Um, 39 deals, working 24-7, no time for family, no time for anything. Brought on some part-time help. Uh, went to 69 deals next year. Um, had a little bit more life, but thought, hmm, this might be scalable. Following year, added a little bit more, and we were at 125, and then last year we did 237, and we're on track to do 400 this year. Yeah, nice. Yes, huge. Thank you, thank Insane. you. Um, and in talking, when Jeff was kind enough to say, hey, would you, would you speak and tell a few of your secrets about leverage? Uh, I thought I thought back on what would have helped me five years ago if somebody had pulled me aside to like accelerate my growth a little bit. And my number one thing was align yourself. Um, my my number one was probably my lender. I was misaligned to um, my relationship with my lender on the front end. We do a fair amount of online um, online transactions. And we just weren't in lockstep about where we wanted to go. I wanted massive growth. I wanted, let's, let's figure out what's working and let's go for it. And every time I wanted to increase the spend, I, you know, it was a call to my three guys. I met with lots of resistance and it just, it was very frustrating. So um, that four years ago, actually almost to the date, I'm coming back from Wesleyan College, dropped off my son at college tears just coming down my face and luckily I had a captive audience being in the, in the car for about seven hours driving south on 95 answered a call and this great British voice says I see what you're doing and we're a lender in town and we would really appreciate the opportunity to sit down and talk with you went to lunch went through a little dating period there to see if we were truly aligned gave my other three lenders a first right of, hey, love you guys, but this is where I want to go. Um, they politely declined, thank goodness, thank goodness. And uh, we hit off a really good relationship and we have, I, actually just this morning I um, computed what we've done thus far this year uh, on our online leads and he's largely instrumental in that, and we are at a million and a half dollars in GCI to our team from this relationship. So one relationship. One relationship. That'll work. Love that. Yeah. So that was that was really my no, number one suggestion: is align yourself with if, if you're doing the online leads. You know, Zillow's great, Realtor's great, whoever you're doing, just have a partner and have a plan and 
be up front and make sure you're aligned with the right person. Um, my number two was um, there are connectors in your sphere of influence. Um, and it's a very small percentage of people that truly, like if you say, hey, you know, I need, I need another agent on my team. Who can, who can you recommend that is, you know, gonna fit in with our culture, do you know anybody? And you'll ask 97 people and 97 will go, oh, I'll think about it. If I know anybody, I'll let you know. And then those 3% of people that are out there kind of go, you know, I've got somebody. I know who you should talk to. Um, my guy was a past client. His name was Ben Jones. He introduced me to someone who had their real estate license. Uh, she was a teacher, uh, working part-time with a competitor, and she was selling maybe two houses, maybe, maybe two houses a year. We met, had a good conversation, uh, luckily decided that it was a good fit. Um, that was four years ago. And through that relationship, she's brought on two other teachers and one other friend, um, all which have really aligned with our culture. And I computed what that looked like through that chance, you know, hey, Ben, can you help me find the right person? And that number is $840,000 worth of commission income thus far this year from those four individuals through one connection, through just one guy who wanted nothing in return but let me help you, let me help you, sure, I know somebody. And those are the people who just want to help. You, you, we've all met them. Um, and my third thing that I failed miserably on until about a year ago, um, we threw a lot of parties, a lot of not mega open houses, we're just getting there sort of in our market. Um, cocktail parties, hey, come meet us, see if it's a good fit to be on our team. We spend a fair amount of money and not until this year when I was doing a pretty large client appreciation party. Uh, I had a budget of about $10,000, which immediately started <laughs> climbing, climbing up. And um, so I finally made the decision, you know, it's silly for me not to be levering some, leveraging some of those relationships with all the vendors. What is it Tom says? There's 30 vendors and relationships that we all have in a normal, sale transaction and I was not tapping hardly any of those. Um, so four months ago I picked up the phone and started calling some of those great people that I recommend day in and day out. It's like, hey, you know what? We're having this client appreciation party. It's gonna be awesome. We've got a tent, live music, pick picking, it's on the river. Hey, can I count you in as a sponsor? Um, and surprisingly, it was quite easy and uh, through those sort of phone calls, um, we cut our budget. Well, he probably, they, that probably saved me $4,000 off of our client appreciation party. So those three things alone, if you sort of think about how can somebody really help me and then connect with the people that are truly aligned with whatever your value proposition is and what your sort of goal is, it, it really can be huge. The big thing, Jenny and I actually live like a block or two away from each other. She's a competitor in our market and I've just seen her growth and it's been truly amazing. Yeah, thank you there. What is, what is your why? What pushes you? Because I mean, you are just going. What is it? Um, I'm a little bit on the competitive side. <laughs> uh, probably, everybody probably in here is a little bit on the competitive <laughs> side. Um, I am competitive and I do like to win and I, I like a game. 
which this really sort of is a game. But I've focused a lot on it in the last year to try to decide why, why am I doing this? And I came to the conclusion, not only is it because number one is fun and it's a game, uh, I have a goal for everybody who joins our team to 2x whatever they were doing before. Um, my teachers, they um, have been making around $45,000 a year. Uh, and I'm proud to say that it, if they've been with me a couple years, we've at least, at least two to three x each of our teachers and our brand new one, we're almost equaling what he's making already and he's only been with us for about mm, three months, I believe. He's still part-time um, and we're hoping that he'll switch over, but he's, he's got a lot of years in, so he's probably not gonna leave you know, the retirement. No. Byron, five years ago, tell us where you're at. What All right, that? going back five years ago. So I was basically in my first year in real estate. If any of you guys were at the 2016, I believe it was, Tom X, yeah. right? Um, then you heard my story, right? I was basically coming out of bankruptcy. I had just quit a job that was paying me six figures and people thought I was crazy because unemployment was at an all-time high and I wanted to get back into real estate. So that's what I did, I was one year in and I really had to make it work or my wife was certainly gonna divorce me and all this other crazy stuff, right? So in order to make it work, I had to be dramatically different than everybody else in my marketplace, especially people that are 30 years in the business, 25 years in the business, they've been cranking away and all this, all this stuff. So uh, the only opportunity that I saw, the only white space that I saw was social media, right? So I started very early on uh, in the business, posting on Facebook, posting on wherever I could and doing a lot of video and kept doing that. Started doing it weekly, started doing it as often as I possibly could and that's the only reason I probably got on the Tom X stage, right? Is because I was putting myself out there. But what I found by doing that over a consistent period of time, we'll call it the last four years, was that it brought me in touch with some of the most amazing people in my life right now. Uh, people that are working, like Nicole White, who's somewhere over here who works with me, who's on this little podcast, we do The Real World. We work together in two different businesses, with partners. I would have never met Nicole if it wasn't for posting on social media, right? A, a she is now a true partner, but we would have never even met and we were you know, an hour away in Connecticut or whatever it was in our marketplaces if we weren't both posting and engaging on social media consistently. Cause she's like, and I'm like, hey, who's, who's this person, who's that person? Let's meet, right? Uh, I have a developer that um, I work with for the last year and a half. It's a small subdivision. He had 76 lots there. He had 10 left, didn't sell one of them for two years started watching the videos, asked me to come in and meet with him and, and his uh, family who, who owns the development company, talked about what we we're gonna do, how we we're gonna sell them. We've sold out now nine of the 10 in the last year. That relationship is really, really strong because he wants to do another project. He's looking at doing another 50 to 60 subdivision, yeah. right? And that was literally off of just posting one video a week to YouTube and Facebook. I think it was his sister that saw the video, said this is the guy you gotta call. And by the way, the agent that had the deal before was his father's agent who started the company, who was with them for 25 plus years, but because he didn't sell a house in two years because he wasn't doing the things in a 2017 landscape that we all know, sell homes, they said, hey, we've gotta go in this other direction. They're so thankful they did, and we're gonna get his next project. So that's, that's been the game, like just, Instead of, instead of saying, hey Jenny, let's uh, go out for coffee for a half hour. Mm -hmm. Why don't we sit down, and like I've done this week with 
maybe even a few people in this room, I've sat down and done podcasts with those individuals. I want to hang out with so many people while I'm here, but if I just sit down and have a cup of coffee for a half hour, okay, we're going to forget about it. Let's put that out there and share that with 2,000 people and connect with however many more people, however, however far it goes, right? So that's been the strategy to try to cut through what everybody else is doing, try to be dramatically different, and it's, it's just put me in touch with so many amazing people. How do you, how awesome. do you handle the thought of like, well, why should they meet with me? Or like the thought of maybe like, oh, I couldn't do that. Like, why would they even want to sit down or whoever I do this with? The thought of like- Like reaching out to yeah, so-and-so yeah. who you don't have a relationship right. and say, hey, I want to have a cup of coffee and, or, you know, do this podcast and record right. it and put it out there. If they're a business owner, right? Hey, I'm going to, I'm going to bring the camera guy. I'm going to bring the camera. I'm going to bring whatever the lighting. I'm going to do everything. I'm going to come to you. I'm going to come to your location, by the way. It's not going to take any of your time up except for the 30 minutes. I'm going to pay for the ad spend. I'm going to do this. I'm going to share it to everybody in the community. And so if I'm a business owner and I actually get business, I'm going to be like, oh shit, yeah, let's do this because somebody might walk in my door. Somebody might see this video and actually show up at my place of business. So it's an easy pitch, right? Hey, I want to get to know you. I want to create a relationship. But I also want to share your story with our entire community because they really need to hear it because it's an amazing story. You turned your life, your business upside down in five years. And how many, how many videos are going right now of you? We have Sam going right now. <laughs> so, so, you know, four or five years ago when I started doing video, it was definitely like take a camera, put it on a tripod, go over there, press the button, try to figure out how to edit. It was taking me, you know, two hours to try to figure this stuff out each video. Finally now, like, we have Sam who's amazing, right? Um, but in those years, like, I didn't have an employee four years ago. Now we have literally five employees, two on the real estate side, three on the marketing side, seven sales agents. And I attribute all of it to the relationships that I've created through putting content on social media. It's been my only advantage to the marketplace. Uh, I, I often tell people when I go on to listing appointments, when I know I'm going against uh, a competitor that's like been in the business 30 years, I'll say, oh, she's a better real estate agent than me. A hundred percent. I just happen to be a better marketer and we're trying to sell your home, right? Like, oh. that's what we're trying to do here, right? There we go. I'm glad so. I'm not going to be right. so, But the interesting thing is you've started, this has spurred a marketing company. Absolutely, yeah. Tell them about that. So what's happened, some of the, like, I have a client who's a restaurant owner, right? And he's like, Byron, I see what you guys are doing. Like, you've done work for me in the real estate side. It's really worked out. It's been effective. Like, who's doing your marketing? Because I really need to rebrand the restaurant. I need to, you know... Up, he wanted to transition and give it to his son and wants to tell that brand story so people don't remember him, they start knowing his son. I said, well, we're doing our own marketing, right? And these conversations continued to happen over a couple year period. So the business was naturally coming. We haven't marketed one day, one second, the marketing company, and we have right now a developer. By the way, we have the $60 million sellout. I attribute most of that not only to Nicole's relationship and leveraging social media, but the fact that we were both putting out a lot of content. But he also signed a deal with us for his personal branding, a mortgage company, uh, a restaurant, right? We were doing our own stuff. So the business is all naturally coming to us through those relationships that we're creating, putting out our own content on our real estate company. Amazing, amazing. So let's go through, we're gonna have a lot of time here because I know there's gonna be a lot of great questions, but. Jenny, what is this picture of your crew? What did, what did ah. that look like uh, four or five years ago? 
This is our team. Uh, that, well, it's like grown since we've had this picture, isn't it? It has. <laughs> I, actually, it's grown a little bit. We've got, I mean, like I said, five years ago it was one. Uh, then it was a buyer's agent and a transaction coordinator for two hours a day for the first, you know, for Monday through Friday, two hours a day. Um, and now we're two transaction coordinators, a marketing director, uh, an operations um, director, field operations, and a sales manager, and 15 in sales. And you've recently hired a sales manager. What has that done for you? Oh, it is, it's helping me. I, I met um, a gentleman in Richmond three months ago who is another one of those connectors. He owns the Midas stores in town, and he, he gave me a great piece of advice. He said, I've gotten to the point in life, and he has one of the, high, the highest grossing Midas store in all, I mean, worldwide, in our little Richmond, Virginia population, a, a million too. Um, and he said, I've told my team there's five things that I do really well and that I want to do, and everything else will be delegated. Everything else will be delegated. So I was a little, my coach Mike Shum had been pushing me for a, for a sales manager for a, a while. Um, so it, that did take me a little bit longer than it should have, probably, because really all I want to be doing is rainmaking out there, talking to the business leaders, you know, meeting people. Um, and over, I need to get better at tracking numbers, I'm not as good as, as that as I should be. So that's what the sales manager is going to do for me. And Jenny, by the way, you're looking at that team, has tremendous culture, because I've met some peeps on her team. Like, the culture is outstanding. How do you, how do you keep Thank that you. How, do you, how do you create that? What is um, I think there's, there's a big um, advantage to letting your team be part of the process. Uh, like I said, Lauren on our team is responsible for three other people who are actually on our team. So she's basically hand-picking. I mean, in the beginning, my team would kind of think, no more team members. You know, this is going to cut down on my leads. I'm not going to make as much money. There was that fear and scarcity. Uh, I think it's very common in a new team. And just just power through that because you you will get it, you will get through it. You know, as long as you're still out there and gaining momentum in your marketplace, um, I'm not getting that pushback any longer um, because usually they'll be like, I can't be on leans anymore. I'm totally full. I you know uh, I'm 24/7. Um, so I got off your culture thing just a little bit there. Um, 400 deals are tapping out now. <laughs> <laughs> I, I will say though that um, so pick with bring your team a little bit into the decision that helps with your culture for sure, and from a leverage standpoint, you stop having to once if you use what Byron's doing and your 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 feel and your um, what that culture gets around and everybody finds out about it, then other agents from other brokerages where you know things are a little bit flat there's no vibe they're they're not you don't hear about them they're just not selling that much those agents will just start you know pinging you you'll get the emails I mean it, it's a great thing it's a great thing if you if you can maintain your culture culture's key right. so Byron we've got a few things here tell them about your episode what are you doing <laughs> real word um, we're posting that to YouTube, Instagram, Facebook. Real word, <laughs> all right? No, so basically the thought behind this show is to connect with all of you, right? To connect with agents. 
And that's the content that I'm interested in. And I, I'm really passionate about like, okay, you can do the home tour, but like if you're like me and you just don't want to do home tours, like that's not your thing, don't do it. Like find what you want to do because that's going to come across in the content that you produce. So we've done a lot of industry-related content. And the real word is literally just the sports center of our industry, right? Like a couple episodes ago, we were talking about Gary Keller acting like a baby on the uh, uh, Inman San Francisco <laughs> panel. And I love my KW peeps, all right? But he was definitely acting like a baby, right? So we're gonna put our two cents on top of that. And, and that's really all it is. A lot of agents, a lot of the relationships that I have are because I had a, another show that I was doing before this one that are because of this type of content, right? When I come to an event like this or I go to uh, Inman Connects or, or these types of events, agents have seen the show, they come up, start a conversation, and then I can start to really create a deep relationship, right? Like there's nothing worse than being at one of these things and like getting back to your seat and seeing four business cards being left there. It's like, what the fuck did you do that for, dude? Like, did, you didn't want to say hi to me? You just wanted to like spam me with your business card? Like, create a relationship. If you, if you spend uh, the, the four days here and create two really deep, authentic relationships, and then come back next time and do the same thing, and then come back next year and do the same thing, now you actually have six people who really care about you when they see somebody post somewhere, whether it's here on a TF page or a lab code or wherever, like, hey, I'm looking for an agent such and such, you have six people out there that are now gonna scream your name, right? Like, they're gonna now tag you. You have six people out there pushing you, as opposed, like, nobody's gonna do it off of you leaving a business card, by the way, like, nobody. So this shows really to connect with agents, produce, pr provide content. If you, I think we're on episode 37, you will never hear me talk about my brokerage name. You'll hear me talk about, unless they are in the news and, and they deserve for me to talk about it. Like, you'll hear me talk about KW, you'll hear me talk about CB, you hear me talk about all these places. I'm not pitching what I'm doing. I'm putting out information so that I can connect with agents and, and go deep. The real word. So actually, if you go on Instagram, we do all the short clips, the rackets. It's a two different names, kind of confusing, but the rackets. Uh, if you go on my Instagram, you can certainly find it at Byron Lazine. So let's uh, open it up to some questions. I know I'm sure we've got some right there in the front. Yes. Um, so Byron, you're the best. I love Byron. Um, Jenny. Jenny's also the best. Oh, <laughs> I want to talk to Jenny. Good. But all right. <laughs> thank you. Oh. Jenny, you're a rock star. Thank and, you. Um, I can relate to a lot of things that you're talking to and hope to someday maybe be like you and have a picture that large. Um, when it comes to culture, do you find that, we, we just targeted our first full-time assistant, she's mm -hmm. a rock star and I feel like my world has changed because mm -hmm. of that. Because until I found someone like that, I didn't think it was possible. It's huge, isn't it? I, I don't know what to do with myself, I actually <laughs> have to prospect now, right? You know? All that um, time. Was your, in bringing on agents, do mm -hmm. you find that your culture, was it all intentional or was it organic so when let it me started? Repeat the question. Was uh, the growth uh, intentional or, or organic on your it was, um, it was intentional. My, my first hire, my first buyer's agent, um, was because I need, I need a, I, I'm dropping I'm dropping business because I can't keep up with everything. Uh, and 30, I mean, I talk to agents who do 80, 100 themselves. That, um, that's not me. Very similar numbers. Right. Um, so 40 was my, like, I got to have some help. Uh, and Abby Walton, who was my transaction coordinator, gave me those two, two hours a day. That helped me with the paperwork. She was my number one hire. 
uh, and then a buyer's agent. I brought on a buyer's agent who was um, languishing at another company. Um, she was with me for a couple years and was a good fit for most of the time. Had children though, and her drive and vision for what she wanted long term, they just didn't did not totally match up. So we we separated, you know, very amicably. Um, and by that time, I had two other people sort of in the pipeline and, and that were coming along that we were aligned to. So it was it was intentional in the beginning, and then that period, probably when I had three agents. That's when I had a whole lot of pushback to adding a fourth and a fifth because everybody thought I'm not going to make from as internal much money. from internal agents the pushback yeah I had yeah. from my team they just felt I'm not going to you're not going to be able to provide me enough business um, and so it just takes a lot of trust me on this trust me on this trust me on this and now when we're hiring where we are right now agents we will bring an agent who's looking at our team into our sales meeting. We have a, a weekly sales meeting. We have an 8 a.m. huddle. I'll even let them in on some of our 8 a.m. huddles to see, mm. you know, oh, you know, this is how I find out. I'm, I'm a brand new agent. This is how I find out how to solve this problem because they talk about it, you know, every morning. Um, and I, it's, it's gotten less and less my resistance to growing a team. Um, Other questions? Oh, yes. sorry. Love that. Questions? Yes. Byron, I absolutely jumping off of a cliff. Don't do that, please. Don't do that. Like jumping, just jumping. I'm a big fan of that because I did it like last week. I'm like literally a week old. I've run a family-owned termite company for seven years, but my kids can't go to camp because you can't make enough in that industry. So I'm mm -hmm. literally jumping out with no, nothing but the 5,000 warm calls that I can make next week. You know, the 5,000 people that I have known and loved me for seven years as their termite office manager. Is this you your know? first week in real estate? Yeah. Uh, okay, okay, clap it off. Clap it off. Yeah, congrats on being here, by the way, Thank in your you. first week no in real kidding. estate. That's freaking badass. Absolutely. And I promise you that I'm going to steward everything he teaches me mm -hmm. to make sure you sell your house and do that. Like, coming from that place, like, there's no money for marketing. It's me on a phone, relationships, me leveraging my vendors to help pay for my mega open houses and all that. What, knowing that I only want to do it with authenticity in a way that honors my relationships. Like, what would you, like, first doable thing? I would say only forever speak your truth because that's going to keep you away from douchebag clients, right? <laughs> like everybody knows what I'm talking about. Like, like you choose your friends for a reason. You hang out with your friends because you like their company. Now, theoretically, you can't always like the company of your clients, right? Because you're trying to do deals. But if you do what we're putting the content out there and putting yourself out there and speaking your truth, 
then you're gonna attract people that want to work with you. Like, I'm never afraid to tell people that I bought three houses, 19 to 21, went bankrupt by my mid-20s, because that's my truth, yeah. right? And when I tell people, hey, yeah, I lost $250,000, but I have the knowledge in the game of real estate through that loss that I would have never gotten spending that money at college, that resonates with, with a lot of people, a lot of entrepreneurs, a lot of business people. I focus on really creating relationships with, with business owners, which you have the contact list to do, yeah. right? And I focus there because they talk to more people than Mr. and Mrs. Smith who own one single family home and hang out with the same three couples every single weekend, right? Yeah. Like I want the business owner that's talking to 1,500 people in the community. So I'm, I wanna connect with that business owner. You are an entrepreneur, right? Use that, speak your truth. Definitely, I love what you're saying where you're going to sell your broker because experience is a real thing. But if you have your, your truth, your personality, and that to leverage, and then you put it out there every single week for the next 52 weeks in your first year, tell the story, tell the journey of your next 52 weeks, you're gonna get a shitload of business. My question has to do with content baking for you, Byron. Um, do you have a routine, like Tom was talking about, you know, on a, one day a week he sits there and he does like, yes. four videos at once. Yep. Can you share with us what your routine is for yeah, content baking? Monday every single week, 11 a.m., Sam sits at the camera, Nicole and I come in, we have our topics for the real world, we sit down, it's a 20 minute show, we shoot it, Sam cuts it up, we do four, if you go to my Instagram, at Byron Lazine, B-Y-R-O-N-L-A-Z-I-N-E, if you go there, you're, and you go to my story, you're going to see a swipe up, all right? The swipe up goes right to IGTV. So we pull, we have a four topic show. We pull four videos onto IGTV, Instagram TV, put them there, put them onto the swipe up, and then timeline videos. You'll see today's timeline video is Nicole and I with the broke agent. I'm sure a lot of you have heard, more of you have heard of the broke agent and not me, right? So we interviewed the broke agent. Four timeline videos that go on Instagram, LinkedIn, you know, Facebook, all these different places. The four swipe ups, the four IGTV videos, and then the whole entire show in long form on Facebook, YouTube, and we just spread it out during the week. Now, we've built it up to have the luxury of Sam and Jill to put, to make the content and Jill to distribute the content during the week. If you don't have that luxury, still just sit down, do what I used to do, press play, chop it up, Tuesday put it out, exactly what Tom said. That's 100% the strategy, and it has to, in my opinion, it has to start with video, because one 20 minute video can produce 10 to 30 pieces of content for you during the week. But put it in, the, put it in your calendar, or you're not gonna do it. And then just run it for infinity. Okay. For Jenny, from 39 listings, don't come <laughs> from 39 <laughs> listings to 400 listings of the close, mm -hmm. what was your main, main uh, lead generation system that you have to acquire such a big change? Main, uh, main lead generation system. I think um, last year, 40% of our business was from online leads, and Currently, it's 60%, actually, and I attribute that to getting enough manpower and team members to, to make that happen. Um, I'm not even really buying that much more um, than I was last year, quite honestly. It, it's a matter of, I think a lot of us are probably buying 
too many leads. Um, I agree with that. To a hundred percent. To be able to, I mean, we're we're cherry picking, and we're not, you know, the R. Everybody tells you that, you know, your return is in those older leads, and I think we're failing probably at, you know, thus Zillow doing what they're doing as far as, you know, not enough people following up. Um, Jenny, I would argue your explode. I'm sorry. I would yeah. I would argue Jenny's explosion is that she's built a significant brand over the last two years. If you go check out some of her videos, they're, they're really, really good. She's building brand, her culture is shining through. And so when Jenny says, I think too many of us are buying leads, absolutely, if you spent the, you know, some people in the room are spending five, 10, 20. I know people at this conference spending 41 grand a month on Zillow leads. If you spent 41 grand a month and built an army, of videographers, copywriters, and these types of things, and built a true brand that you keep forever, you don't keep the Zillow spend forever. What if, when, and if Zillow changes what they do? Or Realtor.com, right? Then what do you do if you don't have a brand behind it? Especially if you just rely on the buy side deals, right? What if uh, robots let people into houses? What if every single MLS adopts open door and they let buyers go into homes direct, and you haven't built a brand to control inventory. Spend the money on the brand, I get it, we've gotta be transactional in the moment, but if you're only spending on Zillow and these leads, and not doing what Jenny's done to explode her business and accelerate it, you're gonna lose. So this, that brings up a great question. I've only got $1,000, I don't have a ton of money to invest. What would be the best, what would you use that $1,000 for? What's, what do you need out of it? Do you I need got a the, grand. I got a grand, man. That's all I got. But do you need the, the money or do you, I mean. How, how would you use that in marketing? I'm on a limited budget. <sighs> That's a really good <laughs> question. <laughs> you haven't been there in a while, my man. <laughs> if I've got $1,000, I'm going to do what we just talked about. I'm going to still do the show. I'm going to produce, I'm going to do one show, right? So I'm not going to spend $1,000 on a camera. I'm gonna use my phone at that point. I'm gonna do all the editing. I'm gonna take the 10 to 12 piece, I'm make piece of content I can get out of it a week. And I'm gonna spend all the money on Facebook and Instagram ads. Nice. How about you, I would probably. And you're not gonna get a lead out of that, by the way. <laughs> you're gonna start building your brand. I would probably use it, I would leverage um, with the vendors that I'm working with now. And I would take that $1,000 and maybe throw probably four events, well thought out events with proper invites and me calling and inviting those people and they would be to past clients, they would be to agents that I, you know, new agents that are getting to the business that we might want to attract. Um, so I would try to let it be a multi-fold, okay, new, bring me some new agents, thank you to my current clients, um, buyers who are thinking about working with us, you know, sellers who are going to sell next time. So I would try to leverage it that way. I think. And we talked about you don't. And have video to those parties. And right. video the parties. That's you, right. you don't have to make those parties like a wedding reception. No. <laughs> it could just be inviting people over yeah. at a happy hour or yes. something smaller that gets together. And we even talked about it is when you invite people and they don't come, they still think of you. They right, still I invited Jeff to my big client appreciation party and it was a monsoon. I had 250 people come. My house was flooded. And, <sighs> Jeff, chicken. Next question. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. 
Thanks, Jeff. Hey, Byron, um, you approach these business owners and you say to them, can I come to you? Can you come to my studio? Um, and we want to sit down, we want to have a, a quick conversation. How, so so is that, when, if you go to them, they come to you, how do you make it easy? What, what how do you approach them and, and how do you get them on Oh, like doing an interview style? Yeah, just, just calling them. Email, DM. Go to their show up. Yeah, that's it. Just all the, you know, same stuff you do to ask for a listing, right? Yeah. <laughs> just ask, just ask. Hey, Jenny, can I drive up from Virginia Beach and spend the day in your office? I would love it. Yeah. Come on. Good, come you, you, on. Got her, you got her on camera for that that's one. That's right, only if I can come see you. Please. This is for Jenny. Uh, Jenny, I love you, and you're freaking amazing. Thank you. Um, one thing I heard you say is about teachers. So, yes. Oh. Um, obviously a good hire. Where are you yeah. finding these teachers? Are you advertising to them? Is it just them referring each other? We're, they're referring each other. So it was that one connector, um, you know, and he was building out all the Bojangles in Virginia. Um, so he wasn't even a teacher. She just happened to be his neighbor, and that was my first teacher. And now, so we've got three teachers, and we are, I would love to talk to anybody if somebody else is doing this. Um, it's on our to-do list, our to-do soon list, is establish some give-back program to first responders and teachers. I'm thinking it's probably gonna be somewhere between $1,000 and uh, $500 and $1,000 value back to those individuals. And I'd like, to, all of the teachers on our team have said, I am way in, I am way in. And my, our, my vendors have also, like my insurance guy, I mean, um, our inspector has said, oh yeah, $200, you know, $50 off, $200 off, you know, 20% off. So that, I think, will probably help us sort of spread the word a little bit. What are, what are their discs? Pardon? What are their discs? Discs, about um, buyers, um, pretty high eye, and actually, um, my teachers are also the best at paperwork as well. Hmm. <laughs> you know, they're very organized, but their eyes, all of these guys are very, my, my most recent hire, he's a little bit more quiet, a little bit more introverted, and, but I think his previous company, he just, he didn't have any support. No one was supporting him, no one was giving him any leads. I mean, if he says, hey, Jenny, come on this listing appointment with me, we're there. Yeah, let's go. He, had, he just didn't have that before. Right in the back, yeah. Uh, this is a little bit different question. You have a different team than I have. I consider myself a little bit more of a normal agent. Um, <laughs> so one thing that I do is instead of hiring a full-time buyer's agent, because frankly the idea of having to support another person and put food on their table at all times just does not interest me, um, I do a little bit more of a referral-based where I refer them on a 50-50 split of just when I need them and then I don't take a split on any of their other stuff. Um, I'm just trying to think of a way to, I don't know, keep that culture going with them. Because so far I haven't had anybody leave. They love us. They Send them more them. leads. Yeah. What was that? Send them more leads. Yeah. Well, actually I'm getting them to a point where they're like, hey, your leads are making us grow so much that we don't need your leads anymore. But I have to find another one. Um, so, but just trying to keep the culture and keep everybody so that when I do need them in the event, they're still around. Are you having like, are you having, do y'all get together a lot? Have I talk to every one of them pretty much every day. Just because sometimes it takes them six months to have a deal closed. Got it. Um,
I'm, I think what you're going is get together face to face. Yeah. And whether it's the party, like I think Jenny would go, or like a cocktail hour, or a podcast video, and then share that so that you get them more actual business. Well, Well, smack him around then. <laughs> All right, we are running out of good stuff here. All right, I know they will be available to answer any further questions, but one, one last piece of advice. What would you give them? Talking to them, what, what, what would be your words? Oh. I would, before I walked out of this room, I would write down five people that either are connectors or maybe, maybe you don't have a good lender partner. Um, who the vendors are that you're going to get to help you sponsor that next party and I would text them right now and set up a meeting to meet them next week. You're not going to be able to accomplish anything that we talked about o over the last 40 minutes if you don't get your morning right. So if you're not accountable in the morning, none of this shit's going to work because you're going to rush into your day, you're going to have a clouded head and you're, you're literally going to be thinking about all the stuff you were supposed to do in the morning when you were sleeping in. 5 a.m. 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 5 